G'day everyone, welcome to another episode of Chewing the Bat, where we delve into numerous sporting topics around Australia and also across the globe. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking GOATS, GOATS Part 2, that's greatest of all time. My name's Jack, and I'm once again gladly joined by good mate and fellow sporting diehard, Gus. Gus Bus, how you going? Good, thanks Jack. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. That's good. You alive? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm good, mate, of course. Were you alive yesterday? Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. Just a bit sick yesterday. Oh, so. a bit poorly. Yeah. Not it happens. Co- not COVID, though, so it's all good. No, that's good. And once again, thank you to our producer, producer Frey, for helping us put this podcast together. How you going, mate? Great. Great. Chipper. It's Pilates day. <laughs> Can't wait. Pre or post? Pre. Pre. Pre Pilates. Just excited. Yeah. So See the excitement in his post eyes. Post climb. Oh, Look what at this guy. <laughs> Woke up early, went for a climb, wearing a Patagonia t-shirt. Classic. Oh God, he's got it all. And chewing the bat cap. Wow. 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 <laughs> what can't this guy do? Anyway, um, so before we get into it, last week's chat, we spoke about goats, greatest of all time. We Safe to say we got a little bit of traction on this one. And so today, safe to say. Yeah, today we're going to give you goats part two. So... There were a few athletes, teams, which we definitely missed out on last week, which we're going to try and delve into today. We're trying to expand a little bit more on our chat and then try and compare them at the end again. So once again, pretty keen for this chat. And before we get started, as always, we want to thank our podcast sponsor, Kiala Organic Beef. They are 100% certified grass-fed beef and pork straight from their farm and delivered straight to your door. Or wherever you are. Wherever you are, wherever you want to be, Ooh. they'll deliver it. <laughs> and it's organic. It's organic, yeah. Which is why which is, <laughs> which is why we love them. <laughs> Fresh. <laughs> All right. Um, so before we get into our goats, we had a few listener goats. A few submissions. Yeah, a few submissions from last week. Um, so we've got three to run through. Our yeah. first one, which is... All of these are really good, by the way, I think. Oh, yeah, we weren't. We've, we knew it was an impossible task to try and figure it out in one episode. Yeah. We didn't really. We gave it a crack. We gave it. <laughs> I don't think it helps anyone in the end. <laughs> we gave it a crack. I don't know if we were prepared enough. Well, we prepared. We prepared, as always. Yeah, we always prepared. Half we just didn't the talk. We just know. didn't quite have it. That's all right. So we got some good ones coming in. Our first one coming from Mr. Chris Hopkins. Uh, actually goes to the same or works at the same gym as Pilates producer Frey. <laughs> anyway, um, producer Pilates over there. You guys do Pilates. I actually, I actually got a funny one with, with with Hoppy. He listened to I think it was our Game Changers episode, and one of the under and overrated topics, yeah, which which we 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 gave was ankle socks <laughs> being being overrated. He's, yeah, he's an ankle sock wearer. He's a- I've got them on today, actually. <laughs> Believe it or not. Check this out. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah, but you don't have the shoe on. That's true. It's a better look without yeah. the shoe. Mind you, though, he's the type of person that if he wore long socks, it would look weird. That Why? I don't know. Maybe it's just... You just think that for you, producer Frey? Yeah, I'm an ankle sock guy. I prefer the look of a long sock. Why do you, why is it that, why do you think, what's the factor that makes you look bad in a long sock? It's the baby cows, mate. Uh, oh. So I should be a short sock guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you look great in long socks, <laughs> Maury. No, plus it just feels secure. 
I do like the feeling of it. <laughs> anyway, mm. Hoppy's, that's food for thought that, for my mixed netball tonight. Yeah. Maybe the short socks, given the give baby it, cow give situation. Give them a run. <laughs> give them a run. See how your performance goes. Um, <laughs> see if it fixes up your defense, mate. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Well, anyway, anyway, Hoppy's um, written in with a goat. Valentino Rossi. Yes. So, yeah. We don't know too much about him. Um, however. The I'll world or us? <laughs> us. <laughs> I'm sure the world does. Mystery. Well, we know a little bit about him. Um, I've seen him around the traps. Going to your motorsport. So in, in your MotoGP, um, I believe seven world titles. And I think he's also shares the same kind of goat rank as someone like your Kelly Slater. Um, someone with a resume cross vibe goat combination. Big vibe. Especially in, especially in the 2000s. Like, I didn't watch... Well, I guess I was a bit more across MotoGP than I am now. Yeah. I wonder why that... Casey Stoner. That'd yeah, be why that yeah. is. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're all across Casey. <laughs> yeah. But I think he had this, like, real... It was this Italian playboy charm to him. Bit mysterious. We knew he was Italian. Bit the cheeky. name? Valentino. What a name. And just rocketing around on a motorbike, death-defying speeds. Oh, crazy stuff, isn't That it? always adds mystique, I think. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, he definitely had a big vibe to him. Big vibe and also a big resume holding seven world titles. I think one second behind, how do you pronounce this? Giacomo <laughs> Agostini. Maybe. Back in the 60s and 70s, he currently holds eight world titles. So, Valentino Rossi still still racing. Yeah, I didn't know this. I looked him up when we got the submission. I genuinely thought he'd retired in like 2012 or something because I just... Stopped. He's pretty old. I don't know his age, but he's up... He's, 40s? He's pushing way past 40. Pull that up, producer Frey. <laughs> anyway. Pull that up, Pilates. <laughs> yeah. Well, you pull that up. Yeah, so another vi- a huge vibe. More so, and I think he's... Curly hair, handsome smile. Yeah, and I think he's rank... 42. 42, that's getting up there. That's like pretty old to be on a motorbike. And we, sp- we spoke about this last week as well, like having your age you know, add to your goat. It does. It's this status. longevity. Like It's like the longer you go, the more the myth of you grows. It's like Cam yeah. Smith. Cam Smith. Kelly Slater. LeBron. Tom R- Brady. Roger. Yeah, there's heaps of them. Mm. I guess that's a modern thing though. And for those that are long-time listeners of the show, we can dive a bit deeper into them. 181. He's <laughs> 1 meter, 81 centimeters. And he's 69 kilos. 69. Oh, that is light. Nice. <laughs> Little boy. I guess you have to be light in your motorsports. Probably not ideal. It's a bit like being a jockey. Although, you'd have to be strong. They're pretty big They're bikes. Ve- true. You'd have to be strong to control those bad boys. G-forces and everything. The like, core strength? Like oh, leaning over and everything? Crazy. i just bin it. What's this? Top speed? 355 kilometers an hour. Nah, that's My too quick. Word. That's way too quick. That's way too quick. You're not even inside anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're literally just on top. <laughs> that's outrageous. Uh, so anyway, that's a great one. Um from Hoppy Valentino Rossi. Thanks, short socks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I never uh, met him. Sorry, mate. <laughs> I didn't mean to be rude. <laughs> anyway, okay. Our next one comes from a friend of the show, Harry and Hannah, duo. <laughs> friend of the show. <laughs> Friends of the show. <laughs> Dynamic duo. Owners of the Smudge. True. The Smudge. You might see that Instagram floating around. Pretty famous. Speaking of the Smudge, well, we're not going Steve Smith, but the Don. As yeah. one of our one of the goat submissions, and it's this done. is it's done good. is good, mm. and this is obviously an all time one. Um, the one of the favorite things that I like about the Don. So obviously his stats kind of speak for themselves. Yeah, but he, I'm pretty sure I read that when back back in his day when they were playing England, England created this 
rule that uh, I think it was called. Oh, I don't know what it was called. <laughs> are you thinking, are you thinking of body line? Body line. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're aware of this, obviously. Yeah. The, it was a famous series. It was famous Ashes, the body line series. Yeah. And essentially, England came up with this fielding tactic or oh, and bowling tactic. Mm, bowling. Yeah. To combat the Dons mm. batting. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think it was just um short leg side bowling, fast leg. So just bump yeah. bumping him into his body. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not really not exactly wicket taking because you could just endlessly duck it, but it's just intimidation. Is that is it considered in, okay in the realms of sportsmanship? I think it's just considered sort of bad form. It's like you're meant to only bowl like two b- bounces and over or something. Like the umpire will sort of go like these days the umpire will go that's that's one. Yeah. You've got probably another. Yeah. Like you're sort of not. I mean, that's probably more of a new fashion thing anyway, but like they didn't have helmets. Yeah. So to relentlessly bounce someone, you know, they're going to get... The safety equipment probably wasn't quite up to speed either. Gee, that's They would have worn some bruises. I mean, New Zealand's... Speaking of smudge, New Zealand sort of did that to smudge last time they were over here, right? They just, just bowled on his hip. Body shot, yeah. And just hoped that he sort of would play a leg glance and get caught out. Yeah. Because they were like, well, if we play full, he's well, just going to dispatch yeah, well, us. Yeah, what else do you do against someone that's like seeing a watermelon? So Put it on his hip and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess it's time. Um, and then also looking at the Don's stats. So what I I didn't know this until a, a week ago when I looked into him, but his batting average is 99.94. Yeah, he famously needed... He may as well round, round that up to 100. Surely. No, he famously <laughs> needed, I think, four in his last innings. Or he got out for four. Or he needed four, or he needed ten. It was, I, don't know, I might be misremembering. To finish with it. He 100. needed a couple of runs, and he got out for like a duck. Round it up, surely. <laughs> the, the myth was that he had tears in his eyes because it was his last test. Ah. Uh, and he got bowled a pie, and he just missed it, and he got his pegs knocked over because he had tears in his That's the myth. That hurts. I don't know if it's true, but um, it does hurt. We would have loved 100. I guess it, it sort of adds to it, though. Yeah, it does. Who's next behind? Even... I think Smudge is technically next behind him in the 60s. 50s or 60s, yeah. 61. Although Kane Williamson must be up there. That's true. So He'd be towards 60, I reckon. I think, yeah. So the Don, obviously a huge resume goat, but we don't know too much of him because it's way before our era in terms of his vibe. So I think it was a vibe. Both a resume and a vibe goat. I think when you're that good, people jump on board, especially back then. The whole country, mate. Because it was such such an old-time sport. For them to go on tour, I think they... Took ships over to England. Like, I feel like this was a big investment. Yeah. Because it was the 30s. I don't think flying was that common. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, you'd probably hear... You'd probably wave the Don off and, like, six weeks later, you hear they're playing the first test. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, he made it. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) You know? So, Uh, I feel like that romantic element probably would sweep people away. Romantic and mysterious. Bit of mystery about it. Mm. So, yeah, unreal stuff from the Don and also... We'll get into a little bit of cricket, I think, a bit later as well. Um, but moving on from that, we've got our last listener goat submission from Gilly. Yep. Tony Hawk. Yeah, this is a great... This is such a good note Huge from Gilly. Note. Yeah, Unbel- fantastic. Like you mentioned before, similar to Kelly Slater. Yeah. Vibe and resume goat. Yeah, massive resume as well because he literally kept pushing... In terms of skating with a, with a, a vert ramp, Yeah. he literally just kept pushing the sport forward with new tricks. Oh, like let alone. Have you watched the video of him doing the nine hundred for the first time? Oh, it's off the chain. It's like was it like two thousand or was it the late nineties? It's peak. He just goes for it. There's a massive crowd. Yeah, it's at maybe like X Games two thousand or something. There's a massive crowd just watching. They're like, 
Tony, the Birdman is going to go for a 900. <laughs> and everyone's like, hell yeah. <laughs> and he had a couple goes. He didn't quite nail it. And he yeah. just nailed it. Everyone goes nuts. Off the chain. Yeah. Wow. It's just crazy. Like, that's pushing the sport Didn't he forward. complete in the half pipe, like, recently, like a 540 or something? To finish yeah. off his, like, to retire? I think he did a 900 when he was 50. And now he's, like, 54. And, yeah, he did something. Oh, 540? 540. At 54? Potentially. Yeah. And that was essentially his last jump. And he still got it. Do you see... I think when he was like 49, he did... Um, They built this ramp and it was like a corkscrew. It was almost like the action of getting flushed down a toilet. <laughs> and you, But he rode sideways on the, the wall. Oh, that's wild. And went down. And he, he did... Mate, he's good. Let alone how many kids got into skating because of Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I was going to say. I if certainly you can, loved if you, can, it. if you can produce a um, console game. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's still going. It just got re-released and people were hyped. Wow. That soundtrack. So yeah, that's a huge, a huge one, and a huge shout from Gilly. Yeah, I wanted to quickly give a shout to Rodney Mullen as well. Yeah, you should look up Rodney. He was, um, he was a freestyle skater in the eighties when they had like sort of that old-fashioned style board, and it was literally like on flat ground. They would just play music, and you sort of just dance with the board. <laughs> it was very nice, but very it, retro. Yeah, it was very retro. He d- he did it when he was like fourteen, and no one could beat him. Yeah, that. Yeah, that sort of thing. Oh, it's like, oh, like, it's like sort of just like dancing, little, tricks little, on your yeah, yeah. Okay, right. It was, but it was before street skating, so no, I don't think the ollie was invented, so there was no like jumps or anything. It was just like flipping it over your feet. Cool man. It became out of fashion, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but then he had nothing, and he sort of invented modern street skating. Like all of these tricks, he came up with. Like I think he invented the kickflip, the impossible. Possibly an ollie. I'm not sure. So anyway, he, he's, he would, he he's credited with like everything. Right. I was going to say he would have st- kicked off the sport of yeah, skating. Yeah, he's the guy. He's like, yeah. so him and Tony, they're like the same age. They're like the two of the two different types of skating. Like Amazing. in pool and vert and street. So Unreal. yeah, quick shout. And also he's yeah. a really interesting guy to listen talk to. So he's got some TED Talks. You should get into them. Rodney. Awesome. Mm, Rodney. Rodney Mullen. All right. So that's our three goat listeners. Or oh, listener goats. <laughs> <laughs> Tip of the hat to the <laughs> goat listeners. Valentino Rossi, the Don, and Tony Hawk. Birdman. Yeah. I love that one. I think all three of them are better than what we talked They're about. Really last good week. ones. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good shout from everyone. Um all right. So we're gonna get into some more goats. Um we're gonna delve into I think last week as well. Last week we focused on a few different sports. So what did we talk about? We talked about tennis. Yep. Basketball, yep. Um, football. football, and we delved climbing. into yeah, climbing, and we delved into the goats within each of those. F- and Kelly Slater, okay, surfing somewhat. My goat, mainly just Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to try and um, get into a few different different sports that we didn't touch on at all last week. Um, first, boxing or MMA. We're going to mainly boxing. I guess combat. Well, boxing is the traditional combat, combat sport. sport. Yeah. Pugilism. So there's obviously a few unbelievable ones within this category. Well, it's um, one of those old, it's a traditional sport. So there's such a lineage. Oh, that's crazy. And even within this, there's probably going to be a lot of fighters that we're going to miss. Oh yeah. We want to focus on quickly. Yeah. We'll quickly run through. Um, I think in terms of resume, the current goat for boxing on resume being Floyd. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like 50 and 0? <laughs> I do like, no, that's true. I guess what I've done is just, 
point that the vibe is not that high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll point to the vibe not being too high. <laughs> I did allude to that he was a resume goat. Yeah, so. you're right. Yeah, he is though. You're 100% right on the resume. Yeah, we won't spend too much time on Floyd. But yeah, 50 wins, zero losses. I think there are a couple... I think he retired three times and came back. Yeah, well, the last couple of times, like, he beat a Japanese kid who wasn't. Yeah. And then he beat McGregor, who isn't a boxer. Yeah, so... Different sport, so... Well but done. Well done on getting your 50. Un- yeah, unbelievable, immaculate um, craftsman, like, crazy technique, crazy defensive technique. Yeah, I think as a, like, not a huge boxing fan, it, it's, it's like, almost a little bit boring to watch his style because yeah, he's so good defensively. Start. It's harder but to appreciate a, for yeah, a casual. But as a, I guess as a boxing fanatic, you would appreciate his defensive skills and his evasion, like, mm. quite, I know, quite highly. I know so. Buff has raved about it before. Oh, he loves it. He loves a combat sport. He's, he's so. going he's gonna to love this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Floyd. And then obviously, before Floyd's time, the great Muhammad Ali. Yes, sir. Um, and I think he didn't have as good of a record. His record was still unbelievable. 56 wins to five losses, 37 being knockout. Yeah, well, he came back a couple times, probably a little too old. That's true. And he missed four years in, the, in his prime. You have to remember because he he was a conscientious went, objector of the Vietnam War and he didn't he fight. Did, he yeah, couldn't. because of his religion. Was that right? I think he, he, well, I think it was just activism. He didn't want. I yeah, don't. Okay. I, you'd have we'd have to tell everyone delve deeper into it because he was also a civil rights activist. Yep. I think he was sort of of the stance. I don't want to put words in his mouth, and I really don't want to get this wrong. I think he didn't want to fight for the country if they weren't giving him the rights of anyone else. Yes. So he was like, "Why would you send? Why I don't have anything wrong with the with the Viet Cong." I think so. he was yeah. like, "I don't care about them. Yeah, I don't want to go fight for you when I come back home. That's up. and you don't have the rights. Yeah. So that's the vibe goat as well. He's that also is vibe goat. just a massive, massive figure in American culture and history. Yeah. So not only his resume is unbelievable, but he's one of the biggest probably influences within sport. Yeah. Let alone let not alone the in ring stuff like yeah. the Rope a dope, flow like a butterfly, sting like a bee. <laughs> yeah. You seen him walk down the like uh, the ring walk for the rumble in the jungle. He's like screaming his name or something. It's, it's epic. Oh, it's it's crazy. <laughs> Everyone looked that up. It is all time like and the trash talk. He's a prototypical trash talker. Oh, I love that. Like he he did that. Yeah. Well, he has a right to. I feel <laughs> he definitely had a right to. <laughs> if you can back it up. But yeah, so that's the record, and he's that's missing four years. So imagine what he could have done within those four years in his prime. In too. his prime, yeah, because it was young, early twenties. Yeah, I think so. so. Geez, we could have seen more damage from. Hundred percent, Cassius. Is that what it was? Uh, well, name? it was at the time. Yeah, 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 Cassius Clay. Cassius. Anyway, okay. So moving on from that, we also just briefly Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. Huge for me. I huge vibe. I and Mike. <laughs> I love it, and he was as a like, a, uh, like a semi boxing fan. Mm. That's, awesome to watch. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah that's this <laughs> yeah. is the type of fighter I want to see. That's theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he did have un- I feel like he had underrated technique. Iron Mike has like he has all the tools. He's not actually that unconventional. It's just that he was kind of short for a heavyweight. Yeah, he, he I think it's cuz he just is short and he looks like so overpowered. It's, it's so inside like it's so inside the reach of the other fighters oriented that it just looks like he just gets in there and throws uppercuts. Oh, but yeah. he actually does have Pretty impeccable technique as well. And did you see his recent fight? Yeah, he looked good. He looks unbelievable. He looked really good. He's like, what, 50? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crazy. And before before he started training for it, I think he was like overweight, didn't look great. And then all of a sudden in like six months time, 
out of the blue. <laughs> he looks <laughs> shredded. <laughs> there are a couple like little before the fight. There are a couple little videos that emerged of him hitting the bag a few oh, times. It's and scary. It's just like, oh. It's so scary. It's like he could kill someone. Yeah, the speed <laughs> and power is out of this world. And then you watch the old videos and like he actually did it at the recent one. His ring walks, he never does like theatrics. He literally just walks in with some hectic music wearing like a towel. Yeah. Like just a black towel cut out, like a poncho style. Yeah. And it's terrifying. Oh, God. No, no yeah. theatrics. It just He's just there to do business. <laughs> if I had to step in a ring with him, I'd just say, no, thanks. <laughs> I'll be right. If I had, yeah, right, hundred percent. The closest uh, closest thing to stepping in the ring is just what with him is just watching The Hangover. <laughs> True, it's what a cameo. <laughs> Grammy nomination. Sure. <laughs> oh, going back to that, I'm pretty sure Muhammad Ali had Grammy nominations. Random facts. You really? That. Yeah. Have a, what kind of music did he release? No, he was, he did something with the Rolling Stones. I'm pretty sure. Oh, no way. It's like album cover or like, yeah. So um, he's, wow. That yeah. is so niche. So not only a good, bo- Muhammad, n- not only a good boxer. Great boxer. Leader. Leader. Grammy nominated athlete. Wow. <laughs> In 1964, he hit the bubbling under hot hundred charts with his Stand By Me cover and I Am The Greatest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ali earned a second Grammy nomination in 1976 for Best Recording for Children. For the adventures of Ali and his gang versus the Tooth Decay, Mister Versatile versus the Tooth Decay. <laughs> That's all time, uh, Mister. I think for me he's probably all time. Yeah, in within boxing. However, currently, however, currently, Clarissa Shields, so current boxer, she, I would say, well, her resume is crazy. It's probably one itself. of the best at the moment in sport mm. as an amateur fighter. So what? How I think old is she? She's 26. She's 26 now. As an amateur fighter, she was what? 77 and 1, I crazy. think. That is crazy. She's literally lost once in her career. And, as and that's prof- the thing. Yeah. As an amateur, because you start off, you have to, your first fight, you're going to be a novice. Yeah. But she's come in from imagine the drop. If, imagine if that loss was her first one. Oh, stop it. I'd actually <laughs> love that. Yeah. I hope it was. And as a professional, she's um, 11 and 0. Mm. So crazy. She holds some unbelievable records. She's the only boxer, not just female boxer, but the only boxer. Um, to hold all four major world titles in the WBO, WBC, IBF, and the WBO simultaneously. Yeah. yeah. Um, no one has ever done that. And I believe she's the only boxer to back up Olympic gold medals. <laughs> yeah. Because she, I think she won the first one when she was 17. Yeah. That's crazy. So, and... These are literally all-time records. It's absolutely unbelievable. And um, I, was, I was just watching the highlights before. She's scary as well. She was, oh, just, yeah. she was just stand and deliver, like throwing punches. One of the highlights, one of the fights, one of the professional fights at reference, she didn't take a punch in the first round. <laughs> and she didn't even, she's just like, it was just perfect head movement. Just like a tiny little sway as she's throwing punches. It's just, it's just natural. Yeah, just natural. It was scary. So I believe Clarissa, because she, she thinks no one can beat her in, the, in, in boxing. Seems like it. Seems like it. Seems Fair. like she's correct, to be honest. <laughs> Fair enough. Wants to transition to the UFC, yeah, which is a huge move. It's a bit, it's a bit, probably a bit. There's a probably a bit more competition in the women's side, I guess. Yeah, because it's 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 big um, in the UFC. But it is obviously a combat sport, but it's also a very tough transition because not only do you have to focus on your boxing, but you have wrestling. You got like, I don't know, judo or whatever moves you do on the ground. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> We'd have to get Buff on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> call him up. 
call him up. But it is though, because you just can't, you can't just be a boxer because someone will just duck under and take you to the ground. And exactly. if you don't know how to wrestle. Yeah. It's like, and we saw that with McGregor and um, Khabib. Obviously, yeah, McGregor, and McGregor being a better boxer. And he's actually still, like, he had been in the UFC. Yeah. He wasn't just a boxer. He was mm. just more of a striker up top. Yeah. And yeah, Khabib, well, to be fair, no one could stop Khabib. No, but he still exploited. Yeah, he exploited you know. it, though. Yeah. It's, he just took him to the ground. It's like it happened to him. So I guess that's the, that's probably the biggest thing that she's going to have to look out for is. Yeah, just know. this grappling and wrestling. And because um, if she gets, like, if someone takes you to the ground and knows how to grapple yeah. and puts you in an arm bar or something, it's over. Yeah. She'll just lose. Exactly, and you can have all the confidence you like, but I feel as though being in that position on the ground, you got to have a bit of composure. So you do. Did you see? Was it? Is it um, Tony Ferguson? Yes, he had a fight a couple months ago, and he got put in an armbar with like ten seconds left in the round. Yeah, and his arm was literally his elbow was hyperextending up. Yeah, that's not good. It was getting bent that far, and he just rode it out because he knew there was ten seconds left, and he didn't <laughs> tap. It was the crazy. <laughs> If you watch it, you'll feel sick. Oh, but no. But he just absorbed it. He did end up losing the fight, but that's what you're talking about. Sort Composure. Of, yeah. To just be breathe. like, I'm not, it's not going to snap. It's not going to snap. It could have snapped. Definitely. It looked really bad. Oh. But um, yeah, so she's going to, she'll have to, but she said, what did she say, Producer Frey? 2022? She's gonna... Yeah, I think uh, I'm just reading it now. Just double checking. It's the debut in the MMA. Ah, okay. Sorry, that was my bad. Throwing UFC out there. Well, so it's it, the a- MMA. And um, UFC yeah. is MMA. It's just the next. It's like top tier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she just wants to hold both belts at the same time. They'll put her in the. U- Dana will put her in the UFC if she looks like remotely good at it because it's such a good story. Yeah. Like that's all the UFC is about. So they'll put her in. Oh, for sure. If she can show that she has the juice. And speaking of champ champs, champ champ, Conor McGregor. <laughs> just want to just. So for me, he's just. Not the best on resume. Obviously, he's done some amazing things, but maybe doesn't, more of a vibe goat as well. Yeah, it doesn't quite have the longevity. It's a bit it's a bit of a push to put him in the conversation with like Muhammad Ali. Yeah, I know. It's just something I wanted to mention, but as a, bit, as a champ champ, I think you got to put him up there. He did have a big, um, a big cultural influence for a few years. That's true. That, he, that counts for something. I guess he hyped the sport in a way as well. Like yeah, that counts for something. Worth a mention. Anyway. Worth a mention. Um, all right, before we've got a couple sports to get into, um, cricket being one and NFL. But before we do that, we're going to give you our usual over and underrated segment. We forgot to do sport of the week. Oh. <laughs> we totally forgot to do sport of the week. This occurred to me now. Yeah, let's combine both segments. <laughs> Double trouble. Listen to oh. treat. Everyone's probably been. My whole family will have been on tenterhooks. <laughs> For however long we've been going, where's sport of the week? This is outrageous. I was so excited to get into it that we forgot we forgot it. Me too. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do sport of the week right now. Oh no! All right, Gus, what do you got for us? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tease next week. Next week I'm gonna do one that's probably below TSC. My sister gave it to me. Yep. It's probably more of a silly one next week. A little bit of fun. It's not actually the one this week is kind of silly anyway. But it's it's sub TSC next week, so just keep that in <laughs> mind. But this week, is there such thing as TD? <laughs> there has to be for this one. <laughs> this this week, I'm I'm bringing you cannon hopping, hopping, <laughs> cannon hopping, or so this is another one of Steve's ones. No, found this all by myself. Good on you. Thanks, mate. Or rabbit agility or hopping. 
You've probably no seen way. it on Hamish and Andy. You're an idiot. <laughs> it's a sport, <laughs> mate. What is it? It's basically just horse jumping with rabbits. Oh, no. You've pro- it's on ha- they did it on Hamish yeah, and Andy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you've probably seen it. Probably. Essentially, it was invented in Sweden in the 1970s. You put a rabbit on a lead. <laughs> and you run along. Run, run, run. And the rabbit goes, jump, hop, hop, hopping, if you will. Yeah, hence the name. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name. Probably just did some Swedish. Oh, no. I think the courses are all straight lines these days. Yep. And they just run along and they jump over the little horse gates in rabbit scale. And it's just a timed race. So is I think it that's like all there is to it? A bit like like dressage in horse. Yes, that's a good word. Not good knowledge horses. of equestrian. <laughs> yeah, not right. on horses. More leading a rabbit. <laughs> Encouraging. Forget us riding us. horses. Try <laughs> walking a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, pretty much. Oh God. Probably could could be sub tier C to be honest. That one. That's tier D, mate, for sure. No, yeah, well, I might be going tier E next week, so stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got one. It's called Tech Ball. What? I've never heard of that. I'll bring up a picture. Let me. I'll explain first. So okay. essentially, it's picture a table tennis table, curved. So you're allowed to. It's like a mixture oh, of I have seen volleyball, it. tennis. Um, all the above. So essentially, you can use it's singles or doubles. You can use he- anything. All right. Oh. Um. Sorry, not your hands. So it's a combination of soccer, football, heads, heads, chest. Yeah. Can you have two touches or just one? Yes. So you can block and then hit as nice. a single player. Doubles. You get allowed three touches. So volleyball rules. Ah, sort of nod. Yeah. And so nod, obviously, spike. obviously, there's a very small area to aim for, which is. And you got to watch it. These guys are unbelievable. That's a really good one. Yeah, tech ball. Um, not quite sure how the scoring works, whether it's the same, like first to 15 or something per set. But like yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great one to watch. Um, That's all time. Yeah. Could be your best yet. Thank you. <laughs> Each player... <laughs> Don't look scared. <laughs> There's no caveat. I was just trying to think of... Oh, Buster Ball was a great one from you. Oh, yeah. That was a big one. The, the sets are played until a player or a team reaches 12 points. There you go. So... Yeah, highly skillful, and it's. I think it's a tier C, but some of the games there's a world champs. There's there's like a, fee, like a, every four years they have one. Mm. So that's that's tier C. I think, yeah. Once you've got world champs, once you see the word world champs, well, you're no, right. I was worried it could be a tier B. <laughs> <laughs> Go on the other way. The uh, prize money for the 2019 world champs for first place was ten thousand US. That's tier C. That's definitely tier C. <laughs> If you can get that in a local competition for a tier A sport, that's tier C. Yeah. If World Champs is local tier A, that's tier C, I reckon. That's a good one, though. Yeah, tech ball. How do you spell it? T-E-Q, ball. (laughs) Two L's. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. All right. um, Should we keep talking sport or do you want to go into over and underrated? I'd do over and underrated. (laughs) Yeah, let's do over and under. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Another blunder. <laughs> We're losing I reckon four. it's a great blunder, though. That's a great blunder. That's a little treat. Double trouble. Exactly. <laughs> Keep the listeners on edge. Because right? we, we started... Sometimes we don't... I'll be honest. Sometimes we don't start as hot as we started today. Today we came in ready to go. Red hot. And I think... Red hot. And yeah. I think the listeners will still be excited for that Valentino Rossi chat. That's true. And then I guess sometimes know, the, the we 20, sort of ease into the twenty-minute mark. People start getting a bit bored, and then all of a sudden, Boom. You've got sport of the week and over/under. <laughs> you are welcome. Yeah, red hot. <laughs> right. All right. So, have you got three? 
I've got either one or two, depending on how producer phrase. Oh, producer phrase is going to help, help me out. All right. I'm ready. Do you want to go first? I'll answer first, yes. You'll answer first. Yep. Do you want to start or me? I can kick it off if you want. All right, want to kick close. it off. Over or underrated? Professional esports. <laughs> Professional esports. That's actually e-sports. a really good one. Um, You know what? We're talking prize money in the millions here. I'm going, yeah, well, yeah. By me, underrated. Underrated, just because of the prize money and the traction. I think by the world, it's not underrated because they have a massive audience. Well, plus there's like a huge debate between like, are these guys really athletes? Like, should they get paid? Yeah, it's interesting because it's more of a, it's more of like a different world repetition of a certain small movement. Like the element of mastering a complex motion is not there. It's more memorization and like. Yeah, it's very small, very precise movements. Like, they get very good at that, obviously. Yeah. And you have... I know, like, the burnout is insane, isn't it? Like, you have to... They play endless hours. It's all they do. And they retire really young because they're burnt out. Wow. So, I guess... Would, you, would they like have, 20s. like... Like, 20s. Would they have, like, physios and... They do. Sports yep. science teams Get through the wrists. RSIs, very common. Yeah. You have to play that many hours to be any close anywhere close to this top tier because imagine how many millions of people are playing like Fortnite or like yeah like a couple hours a day yeah to elevate yourself above that you have to go underrated by me underrated i agree good one producer frey do you guys want to follow up yes in the same field this one was inspired a little bit by the covid streak f1 has a very realistic esports league Yep. Where you're sitting there, you're driving, you got your wheel, you got your paddles, you got your buttons. And That's over that time, a couple of those F1 racers that couldn't race F1 were doing the esports racing and making some money through that. Quitting your professional sport to pursue <laughs> esports. If you're good enough, underrated. <laughs> you know what? People talk about having a challenge. Yeah. I go. love it Underrated Because I'd love to see it I'd love, I'd love to see Danny Rich As he's now known <laughs> Danny Rich I'd love to see Danny Rich Just go You know what I'm an esports guy now Yeah Well Alex Albon He's one of those guys that Him Also Lando And Charles Leclerc Like we were also Gaming together Playing against Other professional esports F1 drivers And they were getting around each other And it was just like Yeah cool To be fair It's like a, It's one of the most realistic Recreations of a sport Right, because yeah. you can have the wheel and everything. You have the same setup as you would normally. And then if if they can nail the physics of the car, recreate it in the computer, it's not too far off. I think. Then I know I'm really bad at the one Jack had here for a while. Terrible <laughs> through COVID. Very bad. I was really bad at probably that. the worst I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> so if you put me in an F1 car, it might not be too good. <laughs> okay, what's what's the next one? Oh, I've got one. All right, go to get us to three. Wearing coordinated. Headbands and sweatbands in sport, like, over or underrated? Like doubles like or a, like yourself? Yourself. Like coordinating your own headband to your sweatbands. You don't see that much anymore. Hmm. Underrated. You like it? I don't know. It's, I like it. I'd say underrated. It's definitely not overrated. Well-rated. <laughs> you don't see it. Like, But if you pull it off, like if you, you, know, if you look good, you look good. I like, like it. Yeah. I But I just want to get a headband going. I might buy a freshie. Like, are you talking like pink, pink, pink? Like on all... I'd probably go white or yellow. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> or blue. Yeah, Powder I'll, blue I'll, would be I'll, very I'll, nice. I would, I, would say, I would say underrated. 
I think so. So, East, well, we see it from Fedsy all the time. <gasps> oh, you. Tennis is the home of that. He's always wearing a matching, matching headband. He's on the mural. <laughs> yeah. He's got one in a what picture on the wall. Yeah. Nike, Nike, Nike. That's true. Yeah. And it looks really good on well, the Well, you now, but yeah, unbelievable. All right. So, everything underrated. Esports and sweatbands. We're a positive podcast. I've I've got I've got three for you. Uh-oh. My Uh-oh. first one. Mm-hmm. This could be both for both of you, Gus. Um, behind the back snooker shots. <laughs> Overrated. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> sometimes you have to do it. I know you sometimes have to do it. <laughs> I think people go to it a bit early sometimes. <laughs> I think you see you get anything remotely on the right hand lengthways of the table Ooh, if you're a right-hander and you're like here. oh we're on behind the back i guess it's like a kid hitting a does tweener. it work yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know overrated you're getting a nod of the head from producer Frey too in in the professional snooker i reckon it's perfectly rated that's but true it's, recreational it's snooker. recreational so i'm talking so overrated okay. yeah overrated <laughs> recreation because i've never i've never nailed one and gone <laughs> yep sunk that okay i this one's for gus it's Brian Fletcher's hand grenade celebration. <laughs> Underrated. <laughs> yeah. Do you know why? Because I think every year in Marone's camp, they watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and it fires them up. <laughs> he literally inspired eight in a row. Just specifically. Oh, it's, like, it's like, F these guys. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> never again. That was the worst celebration. I like it. Actually, it's funny we've as never, well. It's hilarious coming from <laughs> Fletch and we've never seen it. It's pretty all time. Oh, it's awesome. Um, and my last one. Crocs, not really sporting relevant, but it was, it's been on my mind. <laughs> it's on your mind because you were home this weekend. Yeah, love at, Crocs. At the Moore residence, you only see people in Crocs. <laughs> they do anything, chainsawing, like cutting up wood. Oh, look, get a body. Get, better get the Crocs on, <laughs> mate. It's, a, it's such a versatile piece of footwear. I used to have when I was a kid. I had a pair of Crocs, and I used to put the little um, gibbets. Yeah, they got bougie ones now, mate. You, you can have like. Covered Crocs and wool, wool. Covered Crocs are just clogs. Well, Jobbins. <laughs> no, they're not. They're the same shape. No, no, no. Jobbins has a pair of Crocs and they have a wool lining in them. I think you got those from that, Aldi. A detail. Oh, home brand. <laughs> That's pretty tight. It is. Still Crocs. Call them Crocs. Crocs. It's the same thing. Underrated for me. I actually kind of want to get some. Oh, it's your birthday. The versatility up soon, of. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Katie D, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> she was, probably not. <laughs> she says she always listens to the start. Sometimes makes it through. Well, maybe this one will. Now that we've perhaps we've re-engaged her yeah. with our middle sport of the week, or do you think True. we've lost her without? Sport no, we of the lost week? her before that. I lost her early. Yeah. yeah so behind the back snooker shots, overrated. Fletcher Fletcher's uh, hand grenade celebration, underrated. Underrated. Crocs definitely underrated. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. The versatility. Two shoes in one. Don't show oh, the versatility. Oh my god, it's unbelievable. The speed strap. All right. <laughs> the, the speed, yeah. It's like, oh, business time. All strap right. up. Not sporting related, oh, but oh, you could play sport in Crocs. 100%. What the hell? Anyway, let's get back into some sport. So, if you've been lis- listening, hopefully, we touched on, um, we delved a little bit into... <laughs> Who would jump in halfway? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> so I hope someone has and they're like, oh, this one's for me. <laughs> A personal note. All right. So moving on from boxing. Okay. The next sport we want to talk about, we've already talked about the Don with Harry and Hannah submitting their listener goat. We're going to talk cricket. Okay. In particular, we want to 
touch on a few different goats we think in cricket, both resume and go uh, and vibe. One going overseas, whether or not you would put him in your vibe goat category, is Virat Kohli. Virat. Virat. I would. This is a great one for me because not if you're an Indian supporter, obviously he's. I think they look at, look to him as like a bit of a god. Virat is very highly rated. Virat has revolutionized the Indian team to some extent because they historically didn't used to be they didn't they weren't like the best fielding side or the most professional side they were just sort of talented yeah Virat has come in they're brash they talk s (laughs) (laughs) I know we're an explicit pod but I decided not to swear that time they they chirp they're brash. Like, remember when he was a kid, he came over and he gave the crowd the finger in Australia because they were oh, getting yeah. up him. Yeah. And he was like, oh, there's a bit of ticket. There's something about him. Yeah, he just doesn't He doesn't care. And he gets them training really hard. They're really good at fielding now. Yeah. And he's just taken everything sort of to, to a new level. level. I think he's underrated in, t- in the way that people don't really talk about him that much across the world. Not in, not in that... Com- like, I think people, especially in test cricket, people get really caught up in the big three with him, Smudge and Kane Williamson. Yeah. But I think Virat is undisputed king of one-day cricket. Well, as a batsman, he's the only he's the only player cricketer to be in the top five ICC rankings for all forms of the game. Yeah, when he was playing, like you see him, you see Virat play a one-day, and he doesn't. He's not one of those guys that comes out and starts playing ramps and stuff. He just starts hitting cover drives at a greater frequency than in a test. Yeah, and it just looks so dominant because he's just playing a regulation cricket shot, <laughs> and he just he doesn't look doesn't like getting these, out. Just no. like yeah, so. Virat actually, he's he's up there, but we'll see how the rest of the career goes. I suppose still got a long way to go in terms of these over all time goats, but he's a, he's definitely a current. Give him some shine. How's this? He comparing him to um, LeBron and MJ as probably your two biggest um, sports stars of the world. He has the most amount of Instagram followers, really, out of all of them. Than LeBron, yep. Virat. I, wow. guess, I guess he's got the like the support of a, literally a billion people. So that's a vibe. That, he's that's, a vibe. That's what I well. mean. People he's are on board. Goat. Yeah, and that's why I don't think he gets talked about too much across the world. We probably don't talk about him unless he comes, unless Australia is yeah. playing him, which is a bit unfair. That's the Australian bias. Yeah. So I reckon, yeah, Virat was one to mention. Um, as you mentioned before, the Smudge. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, I don't know. He's just, I love him. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Gee, that was sounded a bit. I have to get that one off my chest. <laughs> Leave it there. <laughs> I love him. Oh God, I love Smudge. No, he does have. He has a big vibe because it's like. I think he's got a big vibe. He's pretty quiet though, but he just you know he's it's got just, a weird mannerism. Yeah, he's just a bit of a weird dude. It's the just, weird mannerisms, the legendary focus on the game. Like yeah. remember before the test series, his wife tweeted a picture of him. He was like batting up in his whites, shadow batting. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, he'll say, I don't sleep much through a test match. He'll sleep like a couple hours a night. He literally just stays up and like visualizes. I think that he, he commented on that. I think his wife stitched him up because he put, he got new pads that day and he just wanted to put them on and just like see if they didn't like <laughs> give him blisters or rub. <laughs> the world's just going crazy. But he, he's doing that anyway. He does so. say he's up having a bit of a shadow bat regardless. Yeah. Probably just not fully padded up usually. <laughs> but still like that, that fires people up. It's the mannerisms. Yeah. It's the eccentric leaves. Crazy shots, like aside from the resume, which is what the second greatest uh, test average. Yep. Below the Don. Yep. Which is pretty impressive. So if he retire, if he bats for another few years and gets above, I don't know, somewhere above ten thousand test runs, and w- maintains an average of sixty, 
yeah. in, the, in the modern era, he'd have to be put up in the conversation a, in, go, with the Don, I think. I think so. Because the Don... And I guess this this is definitely modern bias. We do it with all sports. If someone put up stats way back in the day, we sort of disca- we discredited a bit as being not as fierce competition as it is now. Whether that's due to the population size increase or just, I don't know. The Greater te- professionalism yeah. in sports perhaps, but it may not be fair because like, but I don't think anyone could possibly average 100 in this era. I don't think. Not, I don't think it's possible. Because it's like, it's like when New Zealand got smudged out a lot. They just watch endless amounts of film and they go, if we bowl it on his hip, we're a chance with a leg slip Whereas or a leg gully. But like in the Don's day, they didn't have that technology. There's not that footage of him. People have just watched him play. And if a scout watched the Don play, what do you reckon they said? Yeah, he's really good. <laughs> <laughs> do your best. <laughs> <laughs> like they wouldn't have had a specific plan. Yeah, so I definitely think he's up there in the goat debate with, with the Don. Um, also, Elise Perry is another great one. I think she's going to be the goat. I think so too. Cross sports too. She literally represented Australia in two professional sports. That's, is, you don't see that. You literally don't see that. That's like Bo Jackson in in the NFL and MLB. Yeah, and she's another one that just doesn't get talked about enough. No, you literally because you just don't see that. And she did it when she was like eighteen or something. She had represented both. So she started playing football, soccer, or was, I don't or know what both. the order is, but she was just playing both. I think she was. I think she used to go play A League games, and also she was playing cricket because this is summer and winter sport. Yeah. So I believe Big she just Bo Jackson vibe. Yeah, I believe she just rotated, and then at some point just was like, oh, "I'm just going to focus a, on." I'm cricket. a better cricketer. Yeah, and I guess the increase in competition, but f- not even a better cricketer. She was an unbelievable soccer player too. She definitely was, but she she's probably the greatest cricket player of all time. I'm willing. This could be Australian biased, but I'm willing to plant oh, my well, flag I'll, and I'll say t- she's that's the fine. Best. I'll take Australian bias. <laughs> and she's dominant. She isn't she? She has a. She was she the first double century in an ODI. Yep. She takes wickets. She bowls wheels. Yeah. <laughs> she's good in the field. She can do anything. She's charismatic. She's a vibe goat. Yeah. You get her on an ad or something, you'll sell. Yeah. <laughs> but like, she's just dominant. Like, if you, it's when you have, because cricket is such a bats, batter and bowler sport, all rounders are like this unicorn. We love to find them because they just become so dominant. Because you're like, if you have someone that can impact a game every way, it's just, unbel- you don't see it usually. And that's like an all-round, like a good all-rounder can just cement themselves in an Australian team. Always. We, we would Correct. love yeah. one. It's like Cam Green got a nod, even though he was a bit stress stress fractory and he yeah. couldn't, couldn't bowl heaps. They were like, he can still bowl fast. Yeah, and, and God, he, can- he looks comfy, at, you know, in front of the wickets. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, hell yeah, like we'll put him in. So I think you always have a spot and it definitely elevates you. It's like Ian Botham, who's a bit of an all-rounder, Freddie Flintoff. Yep. Watto got in the test team for Yonks because we were like, we'd love an all-rounder. He was pretty underrated, Watto, I reckon. Yeah, underrated, I'd Mitch say. Mitch Marsh got a run because yeah. we want an all-rounder. But it just, the dominance cannot be matched of Elise Perry. I agree. And the women's ODI team just won 22 matches in a row. <laughs> yeah. Which you don't see. So if you're talking about goats, <laughs> and that's would, a goat team. And would they have done that without Elise Perry? I don't know. Uh, they have, they do debate. have They do have some very good, they have heaps of good players, but... Elise Perry is all That's time. true. Who's Starkey's missus? Alyssa Healy. Alyssa Healy, yeah. I saw Heels at the Nets. Huh, I know. saw Ian Healy at Victoria Park Nets. You're kidding. Yeah, he was just <laughs> going down to coach or something. I think he took the net we vacated. I said, watch out for those scorch marks in. I was ripping some offies. <laughs> Did he have a chuckle? <laughs> nah, I didn't talk to him. That. You know, because like, you know, it's like sort of an embankment and you have to yeah. scramble down. Yeah. He sort of scrambled down that and we were like, oh, old fella come down. And we were like, oh, it's... 
<laughs> Unbelievable. Better, better rip some. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Another f- within the cricket still. Um, we just want to got mention couple. There's, there's a, a few more to mention. There's we so many heaps. names in cricket. Um, for me, for us, a huge vibe goat, Warney. Yep. And resume. Res. Yeah, of course. In terms Res- of Australian cricket, most yeah. all-time wickets, but yeah. But he's a perfect example of the vibe Pretty pushing up him up the ranking. I feel like Mike Tyson. Yeah, like exactly. all-time yeah. resume, but he was also just this feared competitor, yeah. and the vibe was there. And the vibe now, it's st- it's still there. So the peaky blinders. Yeah. <laughs> Is he getting a look in? He looks good. He looks the part. Peaky blinders. <laughs> Give us a look. Give us a look. So yeah, Warney is another great one. Um, obviously as well, Sachin. The Little Dulka, Master. Little Master. He was a um, child prodigy and the pressure to be in India as a child prodigy in the test team is pretty immense. Like a bit like Virat. He's, yeah, he's Virat. Like, um, he's a bit of a god. He's like, on that level. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if he can leave his house. No. But I don't he, think he, he can. lived up to it. Yeah. He never had a scandal. He kept making runs. So he's pretty all-time. Um, who else do we have? Maruli. Yep. I think he's the all-time test wicket-taker leader. Also a vibe goat because everyone tried to recreate that action, even though it was a bit of, yeah. bit of, bit of controversy yes. throughout the career over straight whether he was straight arm or not. But everyone recreated it. I'll tell you what, you rip a ball if you do it. Yeah, that's true. Um, and moving on from Maruli, punter. Punter's up there. I mean, it's probably Australian bias, but as a t- in terms of a batsman. And vibe. And vibe. He was a child prodigy as well. Yeah, yeah. We were, everyone was excited, I believe, for punter's debut. That's true, and I think even post career turned out to be a little bit of a vibe as well. Like he, I don't know, people not, get around. Yeah. He's, st- he's still well and truly in our conscious. Yeah, not as not as vibey as Warney, I feel different kind, different kind of vibe, different more of like a professional. Vibe. Yeah, he was re- definitely always seemed very like into his cricket. And to round out a few West Indians, yep, because that's for a while they were the dominant cricket side. Well, so. this is probably a huge vibe goat for me in Brian Lara. Yeah, <laughs> have you did you see his outfits in like the commentary <laughs> commentary booth in the yeah he's in all the time. summer he is oh, all time oh, he is stylish yeah he I think he I think he was mythologized a little bit as one of those guys that like he was a bit like MJ like he was out he was partying like he was just getting it done but he would go out and he I think people have stories they'd shift the field around like move someone from cover or something and he go mistake. <laughs> and next ball he just hit it there and it's like this guy was up last night playing poker or something that's just that's all a, time that's a huge vibe unfortunately for Brian came in when the West Indies were sort of on the decline a little yeah. bit in the test arena so people probably didn't get around him as probably much probably wasn't as, rated as high yeah. as he could have been because he was just an individual talent yep and apparently the king of vibe Viv Viv Richards Warney's inspiration I believe was it really? yeah mate he used to come out because they didn't have helmets cap chewing gum Swagger out, yeah. smack sixes. If he was like, so he started vibe within cricket. If he was around for the T Twenty era, he would be a megastar. Wow, I'm convinced of that. Like a Chris Gale, yes, yeah, esque vibe, yeah, even more. Oh wow, but yeah, yeah, I think so. Like you, if you if he ever comes over, you see how um, deferential Warney is with him. Yep, you can sort of tell how big he is. I think amazing. So yeah, fair few cricket players there that we had to race go. through them but yeah, they're all do. there's it's i mean it's so much of a debate you'd need like you need a five-week podcast series to delve into cricket just on cricket to, just to try and debate yeah. it's such an old sport that's true um our last we're going to run through this last sport nfl because there are a couple names in nfl that just have to get a mention um one of them currently 
everyone knows, Tom Brady. So, mm. obviously his resume is unbelievable. He's a bit of a vibe. But to be able to play for a team, dominate with them, and go to another team and dominate and win the championship. Yeah, that was best case for that's, him, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's up there. That, that um, furthers your case. Yeah. and it, it was a bit like Cam Smith. There was always like, oh, is it him or is it the, the Patriots and Bill Belichick system? Yeah. So, and he's like, well, all right, I'll go to the, the Buccaneers and <laughs> yeah. win. That's true. So, yeah, um, I don't know heaps about his stats. Um, how many um, Super Bowls has he won? Six. Six. Over a very long time. Yeah. Because he came in in the 96 draft, was it? More than that. Nah, it'd be six. He's he's lost a couple. Right. Alongside, he's afraid we'll look alongside that up Gronk. Us. Yeah, Gronk was there for quite a few. Yeah. Gr- Gronk, that, was like the, a, Gronk was like the Pippin for MJ. Yeah, it's, it, the thing is, it's a team sport, and it's such a specialized sport by position. Like, the quarterback gets a lot of the props. It, it, like, a lot of the re- result rests on them, fairly or unfairly. Yeah. Whereas, there's, like, it's a massive team sport. There are so many players. That's true. Um, And then there's also a few more that we want to run over. Yep. Jim Brown, yep, 60s. I think he's probably considered like the all-time greatest running back. If you look at the stats, he averaged like 5.2 yards a carry. I think other good running backs will average like four. Surely, Jared, I know surely it, Jared Hayne averaged more than that. <laughs> probably averaged like two, mate. <laughs> I know it doesn't sound like much, but that's because he'd just literally take into the offensive yep. line, tough carries, just punch it up the guts and still make five yards somehow. Like I think he led the league in rushing eight out of his nine seasons, yep. retired pretty early. But it was just all-time unstoppable. If you look at his resume, he's like won everything, individual awards, and a Super Bowl. So up there with the GOAT debate. Had it all, yep. Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. Only defensive player we're going to mention. I think he was a linebacker. I feel as though defensive players don't get a good enough look these days. They don't get that much of a look, but he's probably my favorite to watch the highlights of. Yeah. Go look at, Everyone look up Lawrence Taylor. He's like a missile getting shot out of a gun. He would just like pass rushing. It was like they couldn't single cover him. Yeah. If you put one man in front of him, he brushed past and the quarterback is eating dirt. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> so he was up there. Um, Jerry, Rice. Jerry Rice. Before you guys get on to Jerry Rice, mm. I just know we've got a couple of NFL fans that listen to the podcast. So before they, start, <laughs> before they start emailing in with corrections, um, Tom Brady's just won his seventh ring. Oh, not embarrassing. Six. But he did win so six Worth a shot. with the Patriots out of nine. That's where you got confused, wasn't it? Yeah, I'll claim yeah. that. And his 10th <laughs> appearance was with the Buccaneers. Yep. Yeah, I'll certainly claim that. Thank you, Producer Frey. No worries. I just didn't want an influx of emails. <laughs> yeah, we would have got a few, I'm sure. <laughs> One email. <laughs> <laughs> I had Spam. to Spam. From <laughs> me. <laughs> All right. Jerry Rice. Yep. Wide receiver. Yep. The problem with, uh, like we're talking about, like it's crazy specialized by position. So I feel like he's sort of the goat wide receiver. And yeah. you sort of can leave it at that and you leave the rest up to debate. Um, I think if, I think everything I've heard about Jerry Rice was that he was incredibly precise. Like with all running his routes, he was like in, out, in, out. The footwork was just on a dime. Yeah. But he was also a very good athlete. He played a lot with Joe Montana, so he probably got helped by that. But I think he... Speaking of which, Joe Montana is one of our listed goats. He's probably well. up there as well. Yeah. I think before Tom Brady, he would have been the quarterback probably goat, I would think. Joe Cool. That's the one, Wikipedia has claimed him? the nickname is Joe Cool and the Comeback Kid. <laughs> oh, that's two pretty good names. Mate, you know you've got a vibe if that's what your nickname you're running with. Joe Cool. Yeah, don't, I don't mind. mind. <laughs> Jack Cool. It's not as cool. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. No. Um, all right. So there are NFL picks. Tom Brady, uh, I suppose, being out of them, arguably the goat. In the Recency NFL. bias goat. Re- yeah, I exactly. Guess. Yeah. If you go by like generation, yes. Yeah. 
Um, and also, bef- we want to include um, a little bit of F1. So we talked about it last week briefly. Time. We're um, racing. One minute. Give me one minute. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Frey needs to come in here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the likes currently of Hamilton with, I believe, seven world championships tying uh, Michael Schumacher. Um, so they're definitely worth a mention because it's just it's a very rigorous season. And I do know that... Even though he's in a Mercedes car, which is unbelievable, his skill and his, you know... To keep doing to it. To keep doing it year after year after year with, you know, with the gap of the cars shortening. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, he's... Yeah, he's... And probably more world titles to come. Who knows? So, yeah, Hamilton and... You mentioned Schumacher. Schumacher's a, obviously a great one. And his son now is racing for F1. Mick. Mick, yeah. Mick Schumacher. Yeah. Yeah. Schumacher was definitely a vibe because I think he transcended F1. Like, I wasn't across F1, but I was across yeah. Schumacher back then. It was a bit like Federer, almost transcended. Sh- yeah. Schumacher's a bit more of... I don't think Hamilton's got... He's very, like, I don't know. He doesn't have the vibe as Schumacher. He's a bit to himself, Hamilton, which is great. He's, the, he's a professional. Um, but yeah, Schumacher. In Australia, at least. In Australia? Yeah, well, Michael Schumacher was just an Australian legend. Although not being Australian, he was picked up by the Australian community... Just is that true? Normally, yeah. Oh, there you oh, go. There you go. That's maybe that, that might be why. There's <laughs> my input. No, but <laughs> just just in general, yeah, he was a bit he was a bit cheeky in a way in his press conference, in his post race um, interviews and whatnot. So, resume and vibe goat Michael Schumacher, Ayrton Senna. What's that? Ayrton Senna. <laughs> yeah, producer Frey. I looked at him, not you. I don't know if you know. Yeah, who he that had is. something like forty-one career wins and like eighty podiums or something like that. He mm. was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah amazing. And I think tragically he was died. Champion three times. Yeah, um, but that sort of adds to the myth of him a bit, I think, because he was sort of renowned as like a pure driver, right? Like just renowned for being. Yeah, well, he's categorized with the Schumachers, and you know, all just in terms sport, of reading so. the track and reading the car, and just fastest of the nineties. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's F one. So, all right. Before we finish the podcast, um, so we've talked. Jeez, we've got it all. Yeah, we've talked NFL, we've talked cricket, and we've also talked heavily in boxing. Boys, is there one particular athlete that we've mentioned in the last hour that you would put above Muhammad Ali? I'm gonna have to agree. Yeah, producer Frey can't go past Ali. He's yeah. the greatest. He called himself the greatest. We call him the greatest. His his resume, his vibe, his plus vibe. his influence within activism, activism and the civil rights act, um, in the mo- whole movement. Yeah. So globally, s- still inspiring too. people today. Yeah. So I don't think, or well, it's it's hard to put anyone above him. It is really hard. Anyway, I can't so. believe we didn't go. Pa- I can't believe we went past boxing in episode one of Goat Chat. Well, we knew we had another week to. Ah. So. <laughs> So, Muhammad Ali, <laughs> our undisputed goat from the last, this week, and also from last week's, I believe. I don't think there's anyone from last week that you could put up. I don't think anyway. I could. Yeah, I think I think I might have to put him up there. Yeah. Tony so, Hawk, close second. Birdman. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> followed, followed closely by Joe Cool. <laughs> Joe Cool is up there. All right. Um, so, that pretty much rounds us out. So, we've had two weeks of talking goats, which has been amazing um stay tuned for next week we're going to be delving next week into goats however team goats team Team goats (laughs) goat teams so yeah exactly so you most influential teams within sport dynasties Um, unbeatable teams the whole lot the whole shebang (laughs) all right once again um thanks for listening 
And if you made it this far, yeah, it's it's been a long one. <laughs> and thanks, Gus, for joining me. Thank you. And chatting goats. Thank you. And also, thank Frey. you, producer Frey, for helping us put this pod- podcast together. Enjoy Pilates. Yeah. You better hurry up, mate. You're a bit late. Anyway, we'll see you next week. See you then. <laughs> <laughs>